You can now add two more potential head coaches to the New Orleans Saints head coach interview list. One familiar face from in-house and another familiar face for some, well, different reasons. We'll talk about that as well as three more defensive prospects you need to watch at this week's Senior Bowl. As practices begin today, we got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Saints, your daily podcast covering the New Orleans Saints. Part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks as always for making Locked On Saints your first listen of the day every day. And don't forget that we're free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube as well. And as always, I am your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, Canal Street Chronicles, Locked On NFL, and here with you every single Monday through Friday. And as we've seen over the past couple of weeks, sometimes a little bit more here on Locked on Saints. And speaking of those New Orleans Saints, we have another in-house candidate interview by the New Orleans Saints that could be a dark horse in this race. Get ready to fall in love with special teams coordinator Darren Rizzi, who is uh, expected to interview for the New Orleans Saints head coaching position. The Saints hired him uh, just a few years ago to take over after Mike Westoff effectively retired. Remember, Mike Westoff was a special teams coordinator that invented Taysom Hill as a special team or putting him in late in the 2017 season against the Carolina Panthers when he like blocked a field goal and blocked a uh, or blocked a punt and then also had like these big special teams tackles and made all that so he had some big shoes to fill in terms of the expectations that Mike Westoff had brought in in terms of creativity and now Darren Rizzi who has filled those expectations putting together two top five units followed by the number one special teams unit in the NFL in 2021 Now he gets an opportunity to throw his hat in the ring as a potential head coaching candidate. Now, remember, we highlighted that these special teams coaches are definitely ones to watch in in this head coaching opportunity, as well as the many others that have been open across the NFL. So let's talk about why. So I want to start off with some quotes from players. And I want to thank our, our good friend Dylan Sanders at Dilly Sanders for making sure that he shared this over with me when it came to what uh Michael Thomas. No, not that Michael Thomas. The other Michael Thomas, who is now a safety for the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Shout out Joe Burrow heading to the Super Bowl here. Uh, Great to see special teams coordinators getting head coaching opportunities, especially Coach Riz. He even got a nickname. Y'all hear that? Uh, Players love him because he commands respect from everyone. He's relatable from the practice squad player to the highest paid guy. He's always has us prepared you get your shot Riz. Now that was right before he actually got hired as a New Orleans Saints special teams coordinator, uh, but he was interviewing at that same time for the head coaching position that was open at the time that Brian Flores was eventually hired at Miami, which is where he and actually Jeff Ireland had a little bit of overlap. So let's talk a little bit about his coaching style and what it is that he brings. I'm going to get to some of kind of his own quotes because he actually wrote his own piece over at 33rd team that uh, Matty Hudak shared with me that I want to make sure that I get to y'all as well. But let's talk a little bit about what it is that he brings. So let's let's kind of go into perspective here first. I know you might hear special teams coach and think, why would a special teams coach be a good head coach? Look at Joe Judge. And I'm not going to argue with you. Joe Judge was not great. But let's just look over some of the guys that have had special teams coaching experience that became head coaches and were actually pretty successful. 
Bill Belichick. All right, you can scratch that one off your list. We know that he's an exception. But John Harbaugh, Dennis uh, Dennis Green, Steve Mariucci, Bill Cowher. There's a lot of really great names here. Now, of course, all of those guys also had opportunities to be defensive coordinators as well as head coaches at the college level. And Darren Rizzi, Darren Rizzi didn't miss out on that either. He has served as a defensive coordinator, special teams coordinator, assistant head coach while he was in Miami, and then also as a head coach, both with Rhode Island and the uh, and New Haven. So he's done this before as well with head coaching experience at the collegiate level. So, uh, okay, so we have all of that, but let's talk a little bit more about what it is that he does within his style. Uh, so first of all, he has been described to create kind of this lax atmosphere, one that makes it a lot of fun. But Walt Atkins, a former player of his, also mentioned that if you don't do your job, dot, 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 well. So you can tell that he brings a little bit of intensity, but he brings a lot of detail orientation as well, paying a lot of attention of communicating a lot of really in detail, finite pieces of information, including gap integrity, all of those things. And he also uh, really really supports the idea of how an individual role impacts the entire unit. A couple of pieces and a couple of folks talking a little bit about his 111th chant, which is how special teams meetings tend to end with him as the leader to remind every individual player that, quote, they're part of something bigger. This is the type of mentality of a head coach, y'all. This is the type of stuff that you see that brings players together. So what is it about a guy like Darren Rizzi that ends up giving him the opportunity to do that and be seen with that. So with that, I want to go to what I mentioned that Matty Hudak shared with me, which is this piece from over at 33rd team that was actually penned by Darren Rizzi. First thing that he mentioned was that when he got hired as a special teams coach by the Dolphins in 2010, which was his first job, uh, Coach Parcells, Bill Parcells, remember that's close with Sean Payton as well, right? That, that, that Parcells coaching tree uh, sort of gave him some great advice on the first week of the job, saying, quote, He said that the most important aspect of your job will be knowing the entire roster, not only your roster, the rest of the division, the conference, the league, Uh, really knowing the players around the league because it's such an important part of the special teams. And then he went on to mention that no other coach in the building has to deal with situational football more than special teams coaches. And Rizzi also went on to talk a little bit about anecdotally his time with Sean Payton. He said, quote, Coach Payton and I are always working on and talking about and practicing things that come up in the kicking game. Special teams coaches as a whole are very well versed in situational football, time management, clock management, timeouts, challenges. So when you think about that and you think about what the role of a head coach is, if he's not the one calling plays and if you can find an offensive coordinator that can do that, then all of a sudden there's some intrigue there, right? You have a head coach that has a very defined role. You have an offensive coordinator that has a very defined role, which could include play calling, which might attract a very good offensive coordinator if the Saints were to decide in this case to move on from Pete Carmichael, for instance. And then hopefully, hopefully, you can retain Dennis Allen for at least another year as the rest of the NFL is crazy and still hasn't hired the guy away yet. So I don't know about y'all, but there's a lot here in terms of what Darren Rizzi could potentially bring. So I wouldn't count him out. I'm not saying that he should be your favorite right now. I'm not saying any of that, but he is a dark horse in this race. One other thing that I do want to mention is that the Packers are really interested in him when he was available and Packers just had their worst special team season ever yet again. And so if you're talking about Darren Rizzi looking for other opportunities, then perhaps there's an opportunity waiting for him over in Green Bay if he doesn't get what he's looking for in New Orleans. Wouldn't be surprised to see the guy that has helped to put together massive special team success look to potentially mobilize and look for greener pastures elsewhere. So definitely something to watch, but a really, really interesting selection by the New Orleans Saints and certainly one that shouldn't be taken lightly. And it wasn't the only 
uh, uh, interview that we learned about here recently. The New Orleans Saints also bringing in Doug Peterson, the former and Super Bowl winning Philadelphia Eagles head coach for an interview. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. Hey, if you can't have Sean Payton, you might as well try to get one of his close friends, right? We'll talk about that and much more as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. There might be less football to be played, but over at betonline.net, there are way more odds and info for your playoff season. So much going on over at BetOnline, including scores as well as uh, totals, player performance props, a whole bunch that you can get in on over at the number one spot for betting all things in 2022. And it's not just the NFL, right? Not just football. BetOnline.net also has basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, and even has your favorite Vegas casino games as well. BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. You're going to love all the Super Bowl props that are going to pop up. Those are always a ton of fun. And of course, so much more to keep an eye out on all throughout the offseason with coaches moving here and there, players potentially moving here and there, who's going to be the starting quarterback for you know whatever team. There's going to be so much for you to check out over at betonline.net. So go and check them out because BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager in all of your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, family, because you know what today's episode of Locked on Saints. Thanks, as always, for making this your first listen of the day every day. Joining you here from Mobile, Alabama, Senior Bowl practices begin today on Tuesday. We're going to talk about three can't-miss players in just a moment. But before we get to that, I want to talk to you a little bit about another interview that New Orleans Saints have set up for their head coach, and that is former Philadelphia Eagles and Super Bowl-winning head coach uh, Doug Peterson. Now, The reason why I want to highlight this is not necessarily just to talk about Doug Peterson, but I want to commend the New Orleans Saints and Mickey Loomis for doing exactly what they said they were going to do, which is an extensive head coaching search. They didn't stick with just interior or inside prospects, in-house prospects. They went out and they've even looked at guys that didn't even coach last year like Doug Peterson. And I would expect that they're going to continue to look at a bunch of different head coaching prospects over the course of this week while they're in the Senior Bowl and while they're here in Mobile, Alabama. We'll hear from Mickey Loomis on Wednesday. Hopefully, I'll be able to be in attendance for that and to be able to bring that to you as well. But there is so, so much here when it comes to the idea of moving into the Doug Peterson era, potentially, for the New Orleans Saints. First thing I want to point out is a funny story. Back in 2018, Sean Payton, Doug Peterson, they had a friendly golf wager uh, in which Doug Peterson won. That led the, the Philadelphia Eagles to be able to wear their midnight green home uniforms in the Superdome to which Sean Payton proceeded to destroy that opposing team 48-7, to including, of course, the big 4th and 7 40-yard touchdown to Alvin Kamara, which then led to Malcolm Jenkins flipping off uh, Sean Payton on the sideline. And now Malcolm Jenkins is a New Orleans Saint, and Sean Payton isn't, so how about that? But when it comes down to it, when you look at what it is that Doug Peterson potentially brings you as a head coach, I don't want to go without talking about what he could bring. He's an Andy Reid protege, right? He really, really followed Andy Reid around. He was the Eagles quarter, uh, quality control coach as well as quarterbacks coach. And then he also spent some time doing that from 2009 to 2012. That was with um, Andy Reid as the head coach. He then followed Andy Reid to Kansas City, where he was the offensive coordinator for 2013 to 2015. 2015, though, is when Doug Peterson landed on the map because with Andy Reid calling the plays, the Kansas City Chiefs started that season one and five. He handed the play calling responsibilities over to Doug Peterson and they won 10 straight. The very next season, he became the head coach 
of the Philadelphia Eagles, where he did that quality control coaching, that uh, that quarterback coaching, all of that. So he was able to reunite with Philly. So he was there for 2016 to 2020. In 2016, his first year, they went seven and nine. Then they had a phenomenal 2017 season, 13 and three. You might remember that one. And then they had a couple of nine and seven seasons in 18 and 19. But the the, the interesting thing in this is that uh, Doug Peterson kind of did what it is that you saw Sean Payton do this past season in terms of making sure that the fight remained in the team despite not so great circumstances, including winning five out of the last six in 2018 and winning four straight at the end of 2019 so that they both of those seasons could make it to the playoffs. In 2020, unfortunately, things went a little bit south. That was his fifth year option, which was picked up actually before the 2018 season in which the team went 4-11-1. So it's a 46-39-1 career total in terms of his head coaching record, which includes going 4-2 and in the playoffs and, of course, winning a Super Bowl and doing so with mediocre quarterbacks, injured quarterbacks, all of that. Carson Wentz, who went on to uh, you know be pretty lackluster in Indianapolis. Nick Foles, who he ended up winning a head coach or ended up winning a Super Bowl with, who went on to be also lackluster in just about every other place that he went. Uh, you look at what it is that Doug Peterson has done. He's been able to maximize talent. There's absolutely no doubt about that. But when you look at what it is that he brings to this team, is he going to be enough? I have a little bit of trouble with that one. But hey, how can you deny a Super Bowl winning head coach that did it with not a lot of talent around the offense and not a lot of talent when it came to the uh, when it came to those quarterbacks? And does that make you feel comfortable in terms of what it is that you expect from the potential quarterback situation for the New Orleans Saints? What would be most interesting to me and what I think is the big question that Doug Peterson would have to a- answer in order to really, really solidify himself as a candidate for the New Orleans Saints is, what would be your plan at the quarterback position? Because so far we've seen when it comes to Doug Peterson, live and die by the quarterback, right? He had a miracle sort of season from Nick Foles, even though he's a mediocre quarterback along with Carson Wentz, or I don't want to say mediocre, even though he's kind of like a mid-level quarterback along with Carson Wentz, you still had a miracle season from the guy. So do you need to be bailed out by your quarterback or are you actually able to build something with a quarterback of your choice and move forward? So I don't know. It would be really interesting to see, but I think there's some big questions for Doug Peterson to answer in terms of figuring out where he was trajectory rise and then the big time drop off that took place very, very quickly to the point to where he wasn't even coaching in the NFL anymore. So we'll see exactly what goes on with that one. Um, you know, if, yeah, if, if, if the finalists were down to Doug Peterson and Darren Rizzi, I kind of almost take a flyer on Darren Rizzi, the special teams coach, based on everything that we know about him and how much the players love him. But there's a lot of love for Doug Peterson out there as well. And, uh, you know, obviously Sean Payton would co-sign for Doug Peterson, too. So, all right, we'll take a look at uh, more of these head coaching candidates as they continue on here all throughout the week, because we know there's going to be a ton more that's going to be going on here at the Senior Bowl. But we're going to talk more Senior Bowl here in just a second because the Senior Bowl practices begin today. So I want to give you three can't miss defensive players to watch throughout the Senior Bowl. We've got that and a little bit more for you coming up as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. But before we get to those players to watch in the Senior Bowl, I want to tell you about our friends over at rockauto.com, the best place to go hands down for anything that you need for your car, your truck, your vehicle. They probably even have stuff for scooters if you've got like a moped or something like that. They're going to get you taken care of over at rockauto.com because they are absolutely phenomenal. There are so many different types of increasing numbers of makes and models and all this other stuff that it can be intimidating going into a store, having to track somebody down, tell somebody what it is that you're looking for, only to have them disappear for 20 minutes to come back and tell you that they ain't got it and they got to order it for you from somebody else. Now you can take the middleman out and you can save yourself some money as well because some folks are saving 30 
50, 70% of their prices by going over to rockauto.com as opposed to going over to those brick and mortar shops, those name brand shops, all of that. So save yourself some time, save yourself the trouble and head over to rockauto.com. Don't forget, they're also a family business as well. So you're supporting something really, really great. And you have a bunch of do-it-yourselfers that are going there. You have a bunch of professionals that are doing that have been going there, and they're all paying the same price. And that's the way that it has been for our almost 20 years. How incredible is rockauto.com? Find out for yourself by heading over to the website. Go to rockauto.com today. Let them know whatever it is that you need in terms of the parts that are available. And then don't forget to let them know that Locked On sent you by writing Locked On in the How'd You Hear About Us section. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Let's get it. Huda Nation wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints with our final Senior Bowl preview because practices begin today. We talked about how fantastic this roster already is, particularly that national team. That has been a lot of fun. Uh, But when it comes down to it, it's not just about the offense, it's about the defense as well. And there are some extremely talented defenders that you will want to follow all throughout the week. You know I'm going to be keeping you up to date on all of it over at Ross Jackson NOLA on Twitter. And also, just because I didn't get a chance to shout out her Twitter handle when I mentioned Maddie Hudak in that last segment, at Maddie Hudak underscore 94, also a great place to go throughout Senior Bowl week. And Brandon Olson is over here at WNS underscore Brandon standing here waiting for me to say his Twitter handle too. So there you go. You can follow all of us out here while we're at Mobile. All right, so let's talk about some of these defensive players. Oh, and you can also check them out, of course, over at Locked on Gators. Don't let me forget to give the man his flowers while he can still smell them. You feel me? All right, so let's go ahead and talk about some of these defensive players that are going to be so much fun to watch here over the course of this week. We got three practices, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and they're all going to begin today. I want to start off with Fayetteville State cornerback Joshua Williams. Y'all have heard me talk about him before. I am so excited to see this cat on the field. Six foot two, 193 pounds, and he weighed in today with nine and a quarter hands, 32 and a quarter arms as well in terms of length, just fantastic length, fantastic size for the young corner out of Fayetteville State. And if you're if you're hearing this and you're like, where Fayetteville State, where is that? It's in North Carolina. It's an HBCU. So it's really exciting to see some more HBCU talent this week after watching a bunch of HBCU talent at the combine this past weekend. So great to see it highlighted. I I saw Joshua Williams. He walked right past me. I told him, hey, looking forward to seeing you this weekend. He lit up. He's a nice dude. I'm really, really excited to see him when we uh, when he hits the field. So be watching out for him out of Fayetteville State. Once again, Joshua Williams, the young cornerback. Uh, now I want to get into the big uglies and the defense, right? Right in the middle of that defense. Perion Winfrey is somebody to definitely watch. Y'all have seen me mock Perion before. Uh, 6'3", 300. Mock him in mock drafts. Don't go telling him that I was making fun of him. Six foot three, 303 pounds, uh, 10 and a quarter hands. So he is just mauling people over on the offensive line. He's got long arms too, 35 and a half inch arms, which means he can engage with offensive linemen, particularly those that have smaller arms. We've seen some short arms here over the course uh, on the offensive line when it comes to the Senior Bowl here this week. So it's going to be really interesting to see how he's able to combat that, knowing the length and reach that he has. Is he going to be able to beat offensive linemen to that, you know, uh, to, to the power of it, uh, to the point of attack and all that? And he's going to be able to bring that power. He's a great pass rusher. He's got a lot of agility. He can do a ton. And I'll be really interested to see if we start to see a little bit of that, uh, you know, we know how much the Saints like to drop 
defensive linemen into coverage on the defensive side. We'll see if that maintains depending upon coaching staff changes and things like that, which is going to be really interesting. We're going to wrap up the show talking about that here in a second. But, uh, you know, Kim Perry on Winfrey show that he has a little bit of that additional athleticism, some of that positional versatility as well, particularly with him being such a very, very good lateral mover as well on the defensive line, scraping the line of scrimmage in order to make run stops, get to his run fits, get to his run lanes, and and be able to play with great discipline. So he's definitely uh, somebody that I'm excited to see. And we're going to wrap up this. And again, this is just three, right? There are so many defensive players to watch all throughout here. We're going to be talking about a ton of of prospects all throughout the week. But I want to highlight Cincinnati cornerback Kobe Bryant, right? And you don't have to just hear about it from me. You can go listen to Alex Frank over at Locked on Bearcats as well. But Six foot one, 191 pounds, nine and one eighths hands, 30 and a half inch arms. So a little bit kind of like lacking on the length side in comparison to a guy like uh, like Joshua Williams. But the big difference is that Joshua Williams is very much a perimeter corner. He's a guy that's going to be able to do something for you on the outside, whether boundary or uh, field side, which is basically just depending upon where the ball is on either one of the hashes. More space, that's the field side. Less space, that's the boundary side. Either one of those sides, Joshua Williams is going to be fine for you. But the thing that I like about Kobe Bryant is that he puts you in a position and he reminds me of a little PJ Williams in a way. He's somebody that can play a bunch of different roles. He's got good short area quickness. He's really twitchy. He is very physical. So he's somebody that feels like he would be able to operate well in the slot. I'll look forward to seeing if he can get those snaps during uh, Senior Bowl week here. He didn't get a ton in Cincinnati, but did play in the slot every now and then. Played a lot outside at wide, of course, but he also played some strong safety, like box safety looks, and he also played some free safety looks as well. He's got some good speed. He's got some good range. So it's going to be a lot of fun to watch him and see if he can show off a little bit of that versatility. Now, here's the thing that's really interesting before we wrap up today. Um, When it comes to what the New Orleans Saints are going to be watching this week at the Senior Bowl, it might be a little bit different. Usually we're able to say, all right, look at prototypes, you know, wide receivers that are over six foot, over 200 pounds. Same thing for. Um, same thing for DBs, right? There's a specific sort of fit for offensive linemen. Are they mobile? Are they able to do this? There's the quarterback commandments for the quarterbacks. But without Sean Payton and without a head coach, what the scouts are going to be looking for might be a little bit more universal, boilerplate, if you will, in terms of making sure that they're giving the most universal information on every prospect so that it's meaningful to and usable for any head coach that walks in. So we might have to retrain ourselves a little bit when we look at these prospects that we fall in love with or that we're really excited to see because what used to be the prototype in New Orleans might not be the prototype anymore. And more importantly, particularly for like wide receivers like Jahan Dotson, for instance, who I know a lot of Saints fans are excited about, uh, as well as Wandale Robinson out of Kentucky, for instance, players like that. And we'll see Jahan Dotson here in Mobile as well. But you might see these guys that are under six foot, under 200 pounds that may all of a sudden be the New Orleans Saints prototype, even though they weren't before. So Lots of fun stuff to watch here over the course of the Senior Bowl, not just these prospects, but how meaningful and how things change for the New Orleans Saints throughout their scouting process and what becomes attractive to them when it comes to the NFL draft. I think they're still going to go after Senior Bowl talent. There's too much talent here in Mobile to not go after it. Jim Nagy, all these guys, they've done a phenomenal job with this event and with this collegiate all-star game. So we have a ton going on here all throughout the week. And you know that this is the best place to be every single day to make sure that you get it. So I thank you very much as always for being here and for making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day. We're going to be back with you for practice day one recap 
after uh, on Tuesday into Wednesday morning. We'll drop it Tuesday night so that you can get to it a little bit early. And then, of course, we'll also have you taken care of for all the bets that you need as well for your second listen today. Make sure you go and check out Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get yourself some money as you get into the beginning of this week. As always, y'all, I appreciate you. For everything that you do, uh, don't forget to make sure you, uh, for everything you need when it comes to these New Orleans Saints, that you follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're mom and them. And trust you, that nation, I'll hotline you.